Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We bless the Master for all that he's doing for us. I want us to look at the scripture in Matthew chapter 15. I'll do my best to preach this message. And I'll, I'll try not to uh, get emotional. Uh, it's a very, very serious topic. God wants us to watch our hearts. The watchman's reconfigured heart in the place of staying. The watchman's reconfigured heart in the place of staying. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 15 from verse 11. The Bible says that not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Let's look at Luke chapter 6 from verse 43. The Bible says that for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a from a bramble bush a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth it speaks spirit of the living God where will we be without you spirit of the living God who will we be without you? Sweet Holy Spirit, what will we be without you? Thank you for your mandate and assignment as the governor of the kingdom of God. Thank you for showing us the way. Thank you for guiding us in his way. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for helping us in weaknesses. Thank you for helping us in our weaknesses. Thank you for your constant friendship and guidance. Thank you for your leadership. Master, sweet spirit of the living God, thank you for all that you are to us. Thank you that you are Jesus unlimited. Thank you that as a result of our relationship with Jesus, you give us deeper understanding to the deep things of you. Thank you, Lord God, Thank you that you search the deep things of God. And because of the searching that you do of the deep things of God, you reveal these things to the heart of men. And you cause our hearts and our minds to be aligned with the perfection of your will. Sweet Spirit of the living God, we submit to your rulership. We submit to your guidance. We submit to your strength. We submit to your guidance. We submit to your heart. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Before we listen to the word, I want you to place your hand on your heart and declare this heart belongs to you. Declare the Holy Spirit this heart belongs to you. Declare that this heart belongs to you. Spirit of the living 
fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. I need no other arguments. I need no other plea. It is enough that you, Jesus, died and that you died for me. Captain of Israel's host and guide of all who seek the land above Thy shadowy abide A cloud of thy protecting land Our strength, thy grace Our rule, thy word Our glory of the Lord by thine own erring spirit led uh, we shall not in the desert stray we shall not full direction need nor miss Come on, sing it to the master. Our providence shall by thine ordinary spirit led. Come on, come on, come on. We shall not in the desert stray. Come on, come on. We shall not full direction need nor miss our providence. Shall we as far from danger, from fear, while love, almighty love, oh, as far as far. Sweet one, sweet one. Abide with me. Fast, false believing time. When darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. Come on, come on. These are Psalms to the Master. When other hell pass, they fail and Comforts, please. Help of the helpless soul. Abide with me. Oh, abide with me. Fast, I sing it. Force the even tide. The darkness deepens. Lord, with me abide. Come on, come on. Other hell, pass. They fail and comfort flee. Oh, help of the helpless oh, abide.
Spirit of the living God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, I pray in the name of Jesus that these words will resonate in our hearts, myself included. A spirit of the living God, that the word that you have for us would transform, guide, strengthen, and keep us. We are grateful for your anointing. We are grateful for your friendship and your covering. We are grateful for your prompting. We are grateful for your strength. We are grateful for you. Thank you so much for what you are doing in the service and we pray that today we will know that you touched us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can you take your seat? Evan, I'll be so grateful if you, you play with me. Either you play or that you play my instrumental. But I'll be grateful if you play with me. The scripture that we read earlier on Matthew chapter 15 from verse 11 and it's a very profound scripture about the heart. It's a very profound scripture that reveals what is within you. Hallelujah. And has the tendency of defining the course of your life. 15.11 He said, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth. This defines or defiles. This defiles a man. Not what goes in. And I mean, this scripture, Paul was trying to uh, deal with uh, an issue with the church. Uh, they were contemplating that don't eat this, eat this, don't eat this. This one, if you eat this, uh-huh. but Paul was trying to get them to understand that look, it's not about what's going, what is going, I said Paul, Jesus, sorry. Jesus was just trying to bring to your attention that it's not what goes into your mind that has the tendency of defiling you. It's what comes out of you. And when I was just brooding over these scriptures, a story came to mind. There was this man of God, he's a church worker. And as he was going to church, he was, I think he was a little late in the morning. So because he was late, uh, he was driving hastily. But what he did not know was that as he was driving, he was going to meet a man of God at the traffic light who may be trying to get him his mind right for the service. So he was driving extra slow. Okay? So the man of God, and this is a story, this is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a true story of apostle. It's apostle, apostle's recount. But I want us to look at this in a different dimension. So the man of God said, was driving very slowly. And as he was driving, he was playing very songs from old song just so that he can be very prepared when he comes to stand there and you can minister to the people the way God wants him to minister so he was driving slow and the church worker was behind him but the church worker was late so because the church worker was late the church worker was hooting the horn you are wasting my time hurry up hurry up wasting I have to go and eventually because his heart was boiling when he got by an apostle he turned and he did like don't you know like he shouted at him and it was very fascinating because when apostle was going to minister he was an invited guest he was going to minister to the church so the man eventually did what he did got to church and he's the keyboardist he was he's a keyboardist of the church the church worker is a keyboardist Evan, no not you not you forgive <laughs> he's a keyboardist so and then when he got to the church, he went, he got there, he got there a little late, but at least he was, he was there in time to be able to play for the worship to go on. Now, when Apostle got to church and he turns and he looks at the keyboard, he sees the guy. I've come to understand that pressure, when you are under pressure, it reveals the state of your heart, my dear. Oh, yeah. If you want to know what's in your heart, let pressure. Pressure is a defining factor, it's, that's what brings what's within you. So when you are under pressure and the things that you do under pressure, it shows that this thing is in my heart. So the scripture is saying here that not what goes into your mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of a man. This has a capacity of defiling a man. So when you are under pressure, what you say, say, hey, bulu, that one, it shows that your heart, there's plenty bulu and oito in it. It means that in your heart there's plenty, uh-huh, because at the place of Difficulty, that's what unravel. So if you are doing and you see that when maybe you are waiting for a job to be done for you, you are waiting for a job to be done for you, and then you see that the job is taking time. 
to be done. How you respond to the person who is doing the job for you shows that you have you have an issue with patience. So maybe the person is doing the job for you and the person delay and you go, you can't just stand You are you are struggling with patience. These things have the tendency of affecting your life, and it shows what truly is in your heart. The watchman's reconfigured heart in the place of staying. And then as you were leading prayer, God bless you so much. You were talking about uh, the encounter, like how you want to be able, also want to be able to, to spend. You are actually spending this. I'm speaking directly to you. The fact that you can come and stand here and put or lead prayers the way that you do, you, you, you have a relationship with God. You may, not, you, may, you may never have an angel type you. You may never have a Holy Ghost. But just by you just trying to stay in the Word, as you come and stand here, everything you definitely will be talking about it. That every time you come and stand here and you are leading prayers, it's so prophetic. I'm telling you, you ask my wife last week, as I had this guy, and consistently, you may never, you may never feel all those things. Or you may. How, I know that's your desire. But I just want you to know that you are, you are, you are in a good place. You are in a good place. They would, would understand the principle of, it, of, of, of intimacy and staying. I think that would help us truly be like Christ because all this Christianity is just so that we be like Him. That's what it means. It was, it's, it's a nickname. They just were trying to find a name for the, for the people who followed Jesus and they said that they are called Christians. Initially, it was, a, it was like, like calling blacks Negro. It was derogatory. The, the, um, Initially, did you know that? It used to be like, and they would say black people, you are, you are a Negro, and how it's so insulting. That's how a Christian thing was. That's what it means. They say you're a Christian. It was a derogatory, right? Derogatory. Hey, who are you? It was a derogatory statement. Wesley Girls, Wesley Girls. I mean, I went to uh, this thing, Saito. Achimata is Saito, you don't know. The watchman's reconfigured heart in the place of staying. come to understand that the heart is the composition of your soul. So in your heart contains your will. It contains the things that you naturally will do. Your conscience. Your response to things. That's when they say that the heart of man is just a revelation of that. Your will. Your conscience. Um, how you, your, your emotions. How you respond. That is a reflection of what the heart is. I want us to look at the very important scripture in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. And Mr. Dente, let's look at it in AMP. AMP. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 18. And the scripture says, And I pray that the eyes of your heart, do you know that your, your, your heart has an eye? <laughs> yeah. That the eyes of your heart the very center and core of your being. So this just emphasizes what the heart means. I just love how AMPs, AMPs describe what, what, what your heart is. It's saying that, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, into brackets, the very center and core of your being, this emphasizes that your heart is the core of your being. If somebody wants to be able to, to, to change your mind, he must be able to contact your heart. Influence your will. Influence the way you think. You begin to do a certain line. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guide and guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, and the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. When Reverend Della was recounting the story about a woman who had been praying 10 years, praying, just doesn't miss all night praying 10 years, and we, we see that when you're going to pray, it is contrary to the way, the way of her life. It's because of this thing. Maybe enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. So you can do all the ways of Christianity. Go to church, pray in tongues, fast. But if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to enlighten your heart, you will see that you would not truly be representing Him. That's why the Holy Spirit is too important. And for a lot of us, you see that there's, there are plenty of prayer meetings which are very important. They are very important for your faith. 
However, if we are not intentional about watching our hearts, we will see that we'll be going for all these things and nothing will happen to us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, come on. I'm telling you. You'll be seeing that you'll be going for all these teaching service, prophetic service, all, and they are very important. But if we are not intentional about watching the state of our hearts to buy us, we will see that we will go astray. And the Spirit of the Lord will not lead us. And as the Bible, the Bible says, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. The emphasis and the importance of the, our relationship with the Holy Spirit, it gives us the attribute to make sure that our hearts are, 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 are constantly pure. I want us to look at something. I want us to look at some scriptures and it will only to just expound on the, on the fact that your heart shows who you are. If what is in your heart has a tendency of showing um, um, what you are, who you are. Let's look at the scripture in Psalm 16 from verse 7. Psalm 16 from verse 7. The Bible says that I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. Your heart, this one, that's what instructs you in the night season. When you are going through things, how you respond to it, it shows that this thing is in your heart. So for most of you who may be, be, be preparing for marriage, be intentional. I like how you are smiling. <laughs> be intentional about looking at the things that like triggers. They are the things that you must work on. It shows that the thing is in your heart. Oh yeah. And I, I, I came to understand this a few years ago that when anyone is preparing for something they need to be intentional about where their heart the state of their heart so that you will not mess it up so as you are going you are preparing for marriage you are looking into your heart to find out that look the way I respond to people now, the way I respond to things I have a problem with patience I have a problem with impatience I need to work on it father and I go to the way I start doing Bible studies about patience and I hold the scripture and I pray grateful for the privilege of the new covenant. As a result of the new covenant, I have the privilege of assessing all things. I have the privilege of assessing the, 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 the benefits of the Holy Spirit. Father, this spirit of, 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 of patience in our heart, Father, plunge it out. If we are to pray more of these prayers, it will help us. We are, we are praying and killing which is too much. We, we ourselves, we are, the, we are the problem. We have to die. And that's why I love so much, uh, uh, what's his name? To Flo Sunday, there's a song called Kill What Is Left Of Me. I was playing it for one of the prayer meetings. Ah, that song is a very heavy song. He said, kill what is left of me so that only you will be seen in me. These are the prayers that we must be praying, people of God. If you are here, you are struggling with anything, God wants us to be intentional about dealing with it in our hearts. Consistently, consistently, reading the word and allowing the word to transform. That's why the renewal of the heart is very important. Oh yeah, people of God, I'm telling you, I won't lie to you. I always say this. The state of your heart, it has the capacity of instructing you. I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my heart, mind, instructs me in the night. I want to look at another scripture in Psalm 58 from verse 2. Let's look at it in New Living Translation. He said, no, you plot injustice in your hearts. You spread violence through the land. <coughs> Sorry, let's go back to two. You notice in the scripture that as a result of what was plotted in the heart, we saw the manifestation of it. As a result of what was plotted in the heart, we saw a manifestation of it. There's this friend who, I mean, he's a man of God. He's leading, he leads a flock. And there was somebody who did something to him that infuriated him. And what happened was that it was in the middle of the night. So the person came to the house and it was around 11. And somebody came to the house and came to infuriate him. The person said too many things to him and he was very upset. So when the person left, to the, like, the person went to the house. He followed the person to the house and also went to say things. Now, he's a man of God. Even though he's a man of God, it reveals the state of his heart. That in his heart, there is anger. In his heart, there is unforgiveness. 
So as a result of the state of his heart, he said, no, you plot injustice in your heart. So remember when the guy came to insult him and he was leaving and he started, he was started plotting. This guy, I'll go show him. Instead of running to the Holy Spirit, he said, Father, this is this person that hey, it can hurt me. It has a tendency of hurting me. Father, work on this heart. Father, take it away. Father, help me forgive him. But he started, he plotted injustice. He, he sat, he walked downstairs, picked, no, picked the keys, car key, walked downstairs, sparked his car, drove. He drove ah, to the person's place. And then when he got there, he went to do what he had to do. And then he left. That alone reveals where his heart is. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4 from, from verse 23, the Bible says that keep your heart with all diligence because out of it springs the issues of life. Out of it springs the issues of life. Now let us look at scripture in Matthew chapter 15 from verse 11. I'm purposely giving you this scripture. When you go home, brood over it. Read it. Study it. Meditate with it. And to help us. That's why um, when teaching is going on, it's good to, to, to note down these things. Okay, I already read, read the scripture. Let's look at it in um, from verse 18 to 20. 15, 18 to 20. Matthew 15, 18 to 20. Let's do Salah Wade. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. This is what defiles your garment. This is what defiles you as a representative of the kingdom. This is what defiles you as a watchman. And because of this, when the things that have a tendency of defiling you, that's what make you see what you must see as a watchman. And what happens is that it prevents you from receiving. That's what the scripture said. That who shall ascend unto the hill of the Most High? Who shall stand in this holy place? Only those with clean hands and a pure heart. So, as a result of the, the, the defilement of your hands, you will not be able to assess intimacy. You will not be able to assess the thing that God will have allotted for you. It's not. You see, when we are thinking of defiling, sometimes we feel like, oh, it's only fornication that will defile you. No, that, that one is there. We feel like, oh, it's only when I, 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 I'm selfish, or it's only when I commit murder, it's only when I smoke weed. It's only when I uh, drink and I get drunk and then I, I'm dancing and I'm fooling all, all over the place. That has a tendency of defiling me. Yeah, those things are there. But the things also, the things that comes out of your mouth, they have a tendency of, 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 of defiling you. Oh yeah. This is scripture. I'm not, this is, I'm not just telling you uh, Shakespeare. The Bible, it, 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 it existed even before Shakespeare was even... Uh, Oh yeah, but those things which proceed out of the mouth comes from the heart and they defile the man. So if you are here and you, 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 you tend to see that, I tell you the things, when I'm talking to my, I'm relating with my mother and my mother takes me and I, I, I say certain things to her and show that in your heart is rebellion. Their tendency to, the time that our flesh is up, we are, we are all working, we are all working on, towards, towards, we are all working towards, um, towards perfection. So when you do it in a spell of the moment, when it comes out of your mouth, then you see that, hey, darling, this thing is in my heart. I didn't even know it was my heart. Father, then you go to God, Father. I didn't know that. I, I, the way I responded, it was no good. I have rebellion in my heart. Father, take it away. So a lot of people have been doing that. You say that you, you feel as though, oh, you, you, you are standing. Maybe you, you, your chest is, is standing strong. So when your mother uh, does something, then you insult it. It shows that there is rebellion in your heart. And this is what defiles you. Oh, I'm telling you. And they, this is what defiles the man. What comes out of your mouth. Representatives of the kingdom of God, watchmen in this particular um, 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 jurisdiction, pay 
pay attention to this scripture. It will save your life. What comes out of your mouth has a tendency of defiling you. For most of you sitting there, you have a prophetic gift. For most of you sitting here, God wants to use you to do so many things. Watch the state of your heart, especially the things that comes out of your mouth. Whenever, whatever comes, go back to God. You are working. Father, thank you so much that I have a privilege of running to you. Thank you so much that you have given me the privilege to come. This thing in my heart is not good. And yeah, take it away. Father, work in me patience. Give me, give me the, the, the appetite to say that, that. And as you are reading the word, you are meditating on scripture. The things that, that they did, that, that prevented them from uh, receiving access. Then you are brooding on it. You are brooding on it. You will see that you will truly be a representative of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I like how everybody is attentive. It's too powerful. Our hearts is a receptor. Our hearts is a receptor. Our hearts is a receptor. I want to give a, a few benefits of keeping the heart pure. Number one, you enjoy the benefits of the new covenant. And I want us to look at the scripture in Jeremiah chapter 31 from verse 33. Very, very powerful scripture. Jeremiah 31, 33. He said, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write them on their hearts. And write them on their hearts. And I think this is in Hebrews. We, we, we see the revelation. I think it's Hebrews 8, 7 or, so, or, or, or something like that. But let's stay here in Jeremiah. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. And this is a prayer that we can be praying. Father, write your write the, 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 the principles of the kingdom in my heart. Write it in my heart so that I will truly represent you. As I read the word, put the laws in my mind. Put the, the principles, the, the, the benefits of the new covenant in my mind. And then Father, write it on the tablets of my heart. Write it on the tablets of my heart. So the first one, you enjoy the benefits of the kingdom of God. The benefits of keeping your heart pure. Number two, you enjoy divine direction and exemption. In Psalm 139, I love this scripture. This is the scripture I'm always quoting. Psalm 139, from verse 22, 23. 23. The Bible says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. Let's go, 24. And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way in the way everlasting. So as a result of the purity of your heart, as a result of, 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 of praying prayers such like, like this, you see that as a watchman, you would receive divine direction. Go back to 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me. Let me be tested on the road. Let me be tested in the classroom. Let me be tested at the office. Let me be tested when I'm walking. And know my anxieties. I've come to understand that life has a way of constantly testing us. Oh yeah, when you're, and I like to use driving for I, I, most of you who drive. That's where a lot of God, God tests a lot of things in your hands. There are total drivers where if you cross them, they're insults that they will pour on you. I remember there was this day, there was this friend of mine. I thought, Reverend, I thought he was a very good guy. Till I saw something that he did. I said, hey, this guy is dangerous. So he, he, was, he drives a Kia car, a Kia Sportage. And you see, as he was driving the Kia, and I was sitting in the car, and someone scratched the car. What the boy did to the guy who scratched the car? And the guy was an elderly man. What he did to him? Uh-huh. God, this is a try. And you know your anxious thoughts. Listen to anything. The boy got up and he, oh my lord, the way he shook the guy, and the, and the old man was driving a, it wasn't a, 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 a posh car as his car. He says, Quiet, the guy looks very telling. He got up from the car, he shook the guy. I didn't even know whether to kneel down to, I like, I was so confused, like, how will I get him to come out of this? How can you squat back? Search me, oh God, and no matter, try me, try me. 
This is a scripture that we must not ignore. For most of us, the kind of things that we are going through is because God wants to try us. He wants to see what is in your heart. He wants to test the, 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 the strength of your heart. We allow you to go through it so that your heart will be in the right place to receive all the benefits that he has given. People of God, this is this, these are not my words. I didn't write, I've not written a, a, a book before. This is this is David. This is a, this is David. It's a song of David. Said, Search me, oh God. And this, this was a constant prayer he was praying. And I want us to always pray this prayer from now onwards. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Master, try me. I don't like trying me. I don't if you if, if you leave me, I will enjoy. I will enjoy life till, till the master comes. But I also enjoy your try. You try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me. This is Bible. As a result of the trials of man, it reveals the wickedness in your heart. And when you begin to see it, say that, take it, take it away. Say that, try me and know my anxiety and see if there's any wicked way and lead me in the way of everlasting. So that's one of the benefits of, of the purity of your heart, keeping your heart pure. As a watchman, it keeps you constant leading. We see in scripture when we're doing the, the Bible challenge, for most of us who, who continued, you saw in Numbers chapter 20 that as a result of the state of the heart of Moses, he was not able to enter into the leading, the perfect leading of God. It was God's divine assignment, mandate, that he would lead him into in, in the everlasting way to get to the promised land. But as he was at Kadesh, I believe, I think he was Kadesh, as they were at Kadesh, they were, were doing their own thing. And then the state of his heart prevented him from being led in the way, everlasting way, people of God, in the everlasting way. And because of that, we saw that he, he was not able to enter. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 3, the Bible says that he went to beg on God. Now, Father, I beg you, let me go. And then God said, that, Master, don't bring this matter to me. God was very vexed. He said, don't, this issue, don't talk about it anymore. We are not going. You will stand on the mountain, you will see with your eyes, and then you will behold, and yes, you will enjoy. And when you look at Deuteronomy chapter 33, God fulfilled his word. End of Deuteronomy chapter uh, 33. God fulfilled his word. He made him stand after he declared the promises to the people of God. He saw by his feet they didn't go there. Why? Because of the state of his heart. People of God, if we are able to capitalize on this thing ahead, our work is 90% as believers. If we are able to capitalize on the state of our heart as watchmen, we will be so alert to be able to receive the things God has, has, has placed in our, our jurisdiction. And we'll be able to pick signals. The reason why when you come for services like um, gatherings, Holy Ghost gatherings, all of those things, when you go for concerts and all those things, and when you go, you see that you feel lighter. It's because these gatherings have a tendency of helping you. But you know that in a few days, oh, Charlie, the, at the end of the article. I want you guys to marry this scripture. Psalm 139, 23, 24. It says, Search me, O Lord. Try me, know my anxious thoughts. And reveal to me anything in my heart that's tendency of, of offending you. And then, as you do that, when I become light, you will lead me in the everlasting way. I love this scripture so much. I love it so much. That's the benefit of keeping the heart pure as a watchman. It would help us enjoy divine exploits like never before. Quickly, I want us to look at the demerits of not keeping your heart pure. And why that it won't give you divine exemption. Number one, the Lord would not hear you. Psalm 66, Psalm 66 from verse 18. The Bible says that if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Let's look at it, New Living Translation. It said, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. I love it. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. That's why it's important to always go back to God. And I was having a conversation with Pastor Isaiah the other time. And I was telling that, then I was telling you that, how can I keep myself wrong to do God's work? The first thing he mentioned to me is intimacy. 
be intentional about spending time with God. The second thing he said, review. Go to God and do review. So when you go to God, say, Father, this thing I did, did I do it well? And something I started practicing, even in my home, even at home with my wife, and I'll go to ask her, if I do something, then I go back to God, say, Father, this thing, did I say it well? Help me say it better. Did I do well? What didn't I do right? Review. It's too important. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened to me. It helps you, keeps your heart in the right place. And the master is able to guide you. So one of the demerits of not keeping your heart pure as a watchman is that it, it, it prevents you from the hearing of God, from God hearing you. Secondly, you would miss out on divine counsel. Psalm 81 from verse 11 to 12. The Bible says that, but my people would not heed my voice and Israel would have none of me. Would have none of me. So I give them over to their stubborn hearts to walk in their own counsel. You will miss divine, divine counsel of God in your life in a particular season when your heart is not in the right place. Wait, look, I'm telling you, I, I, if we are able to capitalize on this, 90% of the work as believers is done. Watching the state of your heart, being so inquisitive to find out where my heart is. And if I'm troubled, how do I respond? It shows what is in your heart. There is, there is this uh, guy who was telling a, a story of, about a heartbreak. Some girl be broke his heart, eh? And when the girl broke his heart, what he did was that he went, he drank, uh, he would drink coke, then you eat chips. He did that, sir. He gained a lot of weight. You know? Tampering with, tampering with the heart. And as a result of that, that's what guided him. So he started doing certain things. He said, well, men are trash. Hey, women are trash. And all other things that we see them do. As a result of the tempering of the heart, it leads them in a particular guidance. So because of certain experiences, if you are able, if you don't deal with those experiences, that is what will lead you. But my people would not heed my voice and Israel would have none of me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn hearts to walk in their own councils. One of the demerits of not keeping our hearts pure is that you miss out on divine counsel for your life. And last but not the least, you become an, ab an abomination to God and Proverbs 16 from verse 5. Proverbs 16 from verse 5. You can just write that everyone proud in heart is an abomination to God. That's what the scripture said. So now the question, all these things I've seen, how do I keep my heart pure? That's a question. By staying. By staying. And that's why we look at the, the, the topic for today's um, teaching is that the watchman's reconfigured heart in the place of staying. Ezra chapter 7 verse 10. The Bible says that for Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and do it and to teach the statutes and ordinances in Israel. For he had prepared his heart to seek the Lord. To seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. You keep your heart pure by intentionally staying. And this just emphasizes the place of intimacy that I love to talk about. If you leave me, I can talk about intimacy all my life. There is this hymn that says, Draw, um, draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where I... But when I was brooding over that hymn, what came to mind is that God always wants to draw us, but it first starts with us. The attribute of coming. That's so when you read um, James chapter 4 verse 8. He said, come. Uh, uh, draw near to me. So it's uh, first you draw near, then he draws near to you. But the place of staying is by being intentional, daily, courting his presence. I've come to understand that Reverend Allah was mentioning this thing in one of the prayer meetings that people feel like, oh, I have to pray midnight before, before I have prayed. It, it has its place. But I want us to understand that you can actually pray if during the day. People don't know that you pray during the day. I used to do that. I only pray during uh, in the morning. This is the thing. I like how you are smiling. I only used to pray during the day. But the Holy Spirit changed my, my, my mindset about it. That you can, I only used to pray at midnight, uh, dawn. And what was happening was I was becoming very religious. When I pray during dawn, and I feel like Mr. Spendy, 
the whole day. I will not be, and I feel like, no, 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 no. I feel like, I'm, I've prayed, so I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. But you can actually cut God's presence during the day. So I started, I started developing that attitude. So during the day, at a certain time, I will leave my office. I'll go somewhere. Just for my, my lunch break. I'll go somewhere and just go and brood over scriptures and then come back. I want us to look at the scripture and it's, it's something that, that is it's actually in scripture. Let's look at Acts. Acts chapter 10. Let's look at it from verse 1. We'll see something. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. A devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. He prayed to God always. About the ninth hour, what time is that? Ninth hour is what time? Let's look at the New Living Translation. Ninth hour is where we all understand what ninth hour is. New Living Translation. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision. He had a vision at three o'clock. Let's look at it. Acts 10 30. Let's, let's see something. So you, you see here that he, he just had a vision at three o'clock in the afternoon. But that vision just didn't come. It came from the place of prayer. 30. Cornelius replied, four days ago, I was praying in the house about this same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Then he had the vision. So you can actually pray, spend time with God at three o'clock. Most of us, we are struggling in our intimacy because we feel like we only have to pray at midnight. There's a time for it. I'm not saying don't pray at midnight. If you have been able to find a, a, a balance, that midnight works for you. Glory to God. I'm speaking to those who are struggling. God requires us to be intentional about staying daily so that our hearts can be configured to where he wants it to be. Hallelujah. To where it wants it to be. Afternoon, the Bible said at 3 o'clock, that, that is when he had a, 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 a vision. Can we be outstanding? I don't, I don't want to. I, 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 want, I have so much to teach you today, but I, I want us to stick to time. At 3 o'clock, say, was when he received a vision from the Lord. You are here, you are struggling, you are, you are struggling with your, with your place of intimacy, but God wants you to know that there is time made available with him. But he also wants you to know that get rid of distractions in the place of intimacy and I'll reconfigure your heart. So for most of us, what fights up our place of intimacy, my dear, is that when we are praying, we are on our phone. When we are praying, we are on, on social media. Last time I was telling you about something, Willa McDowell, his son, they did a, a survey in school. And so all of them had an opportunity of studying religions. So some people were studying Christianity, some people were studying uh, Buddhism. But he was told that he needs to study the religion of, of social something. The new age. Thank you. So right now the new age has become a religion. And the major factor, the Bible of the new age is social media. Because social media is having a tendency of influencing how their lives are. So for us who are believers in, 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 in Christ, who believe in Jesus Christ, our, Bible, our, this thing, our constitution is the Bible. That's what we are governed by. But the new age is influenced by social media. That is their constitution. So you see that if you are a believer and you spend time with a lot of social media, it will influence you. Most of the things that we see in our dreams is not because... Uh, the witches are following us so it's what we are watching that's influencing us the scripture teaches that this is what enters into the eye that makes your body dark your eye is a gateway to your soul so these things have a tendency of affecting your relationship with God oh yeah and social media is very it, it can be so educative right now and Benny Hinn was, was talking about how he has a, he had a library of many, 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 many Bibles. Different, different translations. But now, you can just click, 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 click. If you want to just go on the internet and he gets everything. He falla. We have so many benefits. I'm not speaking against it. But I want you to understand that there are devices that have a tendency of affecting your intimacy. People of God, believers, representatives of the kingdom of God, God wants us to be intentional intimacy so that our hearts will be pure for him 
So that's what intimacy does. It, it, you, you see that your image is reflecting. I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 3. You see that your, your the image, your image will be reflecting as you spend time with him. And that has become my heartbeat. The reason why a lot of men of God, that was Brevin Allah was talking about, a lot of men of God, they preach so powerfully. When they stand, the anointing comes upon them because of certain things that they have done. God, he's, he's, he, he, he fulfills his word. And because of the people, anointing will come. He will be prophesying. You'll be mentioning phone numbers, car numbers. Uh, what was in your chat? Reading the chat. They are all very powerful. But you see that when they leave the, the altar, their life, because a lot of them don't stay in his presence. Benin was trying to decipher how he would not feel God because he had heard of a story of, a, of an evangelist who. Uh, you was firing after when he does receive the Holy Spirit. No, he, not Holy Spirit, but when he says uh, sickness out, that day everything will be out in you know? Oh, Charlie Gilbert, I'm telling you. When he says cancer be healed, the cancer will, when he says goiter be healed, the goiter will vanish. But when he goes to the room, he's doing his own thing. So he went, and then eventually the scandal came out. It became a big thing in the body of Christ. Like, how can this man of God be doing all these things? And then is also doing that. The attribute of staying has a tendency of preserving you, like going to God. Not just going there doing glo -glo 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 -glo. okay, I'm fulfilling righteousness. So, but be intentional about into, about God in His presence. Oh yeah. The last time I was having, a, I, I, I usually go on waitings on Mondays. I hide, I lock myself. And one of the days I wanted to just speak in tongues. My dear. And when I went at this, head in my spirit, sing to me. I started to sing, so I, I, I picked, so usually I have to like playlists, even though I'm a musician, I have a playlist, so I'll just pick the songs, and I just started to sing to God. The kind of peace and joy I felt in that period. That is intimacy. And it has been able to stay how my life is gone. It's one of the major prayer topics I pray till today, that Father, check my heart, take every nonsense in my heart, so that my heart can be pure for you. Mrs. I, I pray it every day. I don't want that I'll come and stand there and I'll preach to you. And when I go home, I, I, nobody can see that the, uh, I, I, know, I know him. Yes, sir. So constantly I'm praying for the purity of my heart. But I go to God. Father, purify my heart. And yesterday I was with Apostle before we came for it of his glory. And God bless that man. He has understood the principle of, of the purity of the heart of a man. Understood it, and we must understand it as representatives of the kingdom of God. We must understand it as watchmen in this dispensation. We must understand it to enjoy divine exemption. The purity of your heart, Sebastian. And I've already mentioned if you want to know what is in your heart, look at the things that happen when you are under pressure. That's what shows what is there. And go back to God and say, Father, I want to reflect you. I want to look like it, but we all with unveiled faces beholding us in a mirror. The glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image. That's the importance of intimacy. That's the importance of staying in His presence. You can actually spend every time, the whole day can go that you've made time with Him. But I want to emphasize in the time that you have allotted for Him, don't share it with no man. Don't share it with the new generation. Don't share it with the constitution of the new generation. And it's something I've been telling my wife. And when we sit in his presence, put off everything. When I go into my, my closet, and initially it used to be very hard. But I was, consi I, was, I was consistent at it. Father, you help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. When I go to the closet, and immediately airplane mode. And I told God, that Father, if anybody, if my wife, even if my wife is dying, you have the capacity of raising them. Because you see that sometimes when you want to pray, that's when you start seeing some messages. But the enemy doesn't want you to pray. He's more strategic. The devil is the same devil that fought Moses. He's the same one fighting you. Don't ever let anybody tell you that he's, he's, he's not powerful. He's very strategic. Yeah, very, very strategic. The same devil fight who fought Abraham. The same devil who, the same one fighting you. The same one who, yeah. The same one who is also fighting you. He is the ancient serpent. Oh yeah. 
very sensitive of experience. Even before when, when God said, let, uh, let there be light, the chairman was there. He, also, he had already started rebelling. Yeah, I mean, there's a theological uh, thing about uh, that there, there, was, there used to be a, a, a new a world. I mean, yes, very good. And there was actually a flood. So that the flood that we saw about Noah, apparently there was one that happened before. That wiped, yeah. Theologians believe that there was a flood that happened before the flood of Noah. And the first flood is what wiped all the jelly fooling and, uh, and all of the cleaned everything. And that's when God said, let there be. Uh, let there be. And the Spirit of the Lord, he put it over the same When you look at the scripture, I said that in the beginning, God, he created. He didn't say he creates. So the creation authority, no, I don't want to go into that one, but let me just tell you something. The enemy does not want you to have intimacy. Gilbert, last week I messaged you about something, a desire that was brewing in your heart and the Holy Spirit wants to beckon you closer. I'm telling you. He wants to have a relationship with you and transform your life forever. But it would begin, it would be stead when you get rid of distractions. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you. You will see that the working of your heart, you will see that you'll be getting better. People of God, I want you to make a vow with God that no day will pass that I will not spend time with Him. For some of you who have a rigorous schedule at work, who, when you wake up in the morning, who will tunk up? The prayer is praying you instead of you praying the prayer. Devise a way of making, and I've taught you another, another way. I've taught you another way that Cornelius received a vision from the Lord at 3 o'clock when he was praying. So your lunch break, you can decide, okay, my lunch break, I'll do 30 minutes. 30 minutes, I'll just go and lock myself somewhere. What I used to do those days, I, I, I was struggling when I started working. You know when you start working, when you used to have a, a, a particular way of life and you start working, the, the schedule is some way. It used to worry me. So what I used to do was that in the morning when I get to the office, I'll go and lock myself in the washroom. Nobody can find me. And I'm just spending time reading the Bible. And when I read it, I'm declaring Father, this thing, this is what the word is telling me. Father, let it reflect in my life. Father, if there's anything in my heart, take it away. I want us to be more intentional about praying these prayers than killing witches. I want us to be more intentional. Every day, pray these prayers fervently. The Father, the purity of my heart, the purity, the purity of my heart, keep my heart pure for your glory. But also help me stay in your presence. Last weekend we went for a waiting. Last thing I'm saying, we'll pray and we'll go home. We went for a waiting, and there were a group of, of, of prayer warriors. And the way they were praying, you saw them. Erin, you saw them. The way they were praying, I was asking myself, what kind of prayer topic are they praying? And I hope they were praying a prayer like Father, anything, any desire in me, pray and take it away. Can you feel me? you'd be surprised that they are killing people. And I've been telling us that for us in Dunamis Mount, for us to represent the kingdom of God in Zion Impact Ministry, when they are praying prayers of killing anybody, don't pray someone. That's not what Jesus Christ didn't come there, you should be, you should be killing people. Or that. Don't pray some. We are not, God didn't ask us to kill nobody. It shows that there's, there's, it's in your heart. You don't have a spirit of repentance, of forgiveness. You don't have long suffering in your heart. Somebody's doing something, or you want to kill the person. Even if you're, we are not. When they are praying, don't pray. I'm telling you. And I, I like something, Mr. T. There was someone, something happened when in a gathering, and a, a certain person, a, a guest, Mr. lifted a prayer. Everybody was praying, but I saw he, was, he, he came to me that he was watching me. I, I won't pray it. So I have a different revelation about it. And I want that if I if God gives us a different revelation, we'll come and teach it. But for now, don't kill anybody. Work on your heart. That's more important. God is more interested in the salvation of me. I've always been saying that the only reason why you see people having life is because God is giving them a second chance. There are so there are so many ruthless people that the master has changed their hearts. So many of you. And we have received plenty in scripture. So many bad people, people who were who have who have count, head count, they've slept with uh, about thousand people, but God found them worthy. He called them, said, and He's using them spectacularly. So the person who is doing you evil, no God can he can change his heart, and then when He changes his heart, you you will be keeping your friends and you are killing him. Most of the people, have you have you noticed that the witches, that the people you have been killing your family, they are not dying. I'm a bolder. Mean care was 
pray for the salvation of them so that they, that they will be convicted by the Holy Spirit. That's an assignment. One of the major assignments of the Holy Spirit is that He convicts the heart of men. That's why when you go and stand in front of somebody, you are telling the person that come to church. It's not your coming to church that is bringing the person. Home. Don't don't you don't even go there. It's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Last thing I'll say, and then we'll pray. I was driving to wait of His glory yesterday, Reverend Allah. I just spent some time with, with the Holy Spirit. I was driving. And as I was driving, I heard in my spirit, Sister, the guy on the road, pick him. The guy on the road, pick him. He's a gardener. Pick him. So as I was driving, I stopped. And I asked him, my brother, where are you going? He said, I'm going to the junction. And from my our house to the junction, where you will go walk? <laughs> it's a long walk. He says, I'm telling you. So I just felt, I, I just, I decided to hear the voice of God. And I picked him. Sat in the car. He's a plumber. He doesn't have any relationship. With, like he has stopped church three years ago. Three years ago, he has not been to church. He has not prayed. He only prayed when he needs something. He wake up in the morning. Yehovah, in Beshikai, over there, something for me. He doesn't have any relation. That's all the prayer he prays. I spoke to him for ten minutes, and then when, as I was talking to him, he was so quiet. So I even thought he was not listening, because when he sat in the car, he was watching football. So when he said, I could hear the, the commentary. So when I was talking to him, I thought he was not listening, but I just spoke to him. When I got home, during weight of his glory, the guy texted me. Mrs. Nicholas saw the message. The guy texted me, recounting. What you said to me, it did something to me. It's not what I said, though. It's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you. It's the Holy Spirit who is convicting him. So, I believe strongly in the conviction. I'm saying so many things, I don't even know what I'm saying. Conviction of the Holy, don't be killing people, people of God. Pray when you want to do kaka, do self-deliverance. Father, this this attitude in my heart, I see it in the word that Father, you didn't like this thing Moses did, and he didn't enjoy uh, uh, exemption. Father, blocked out of my heart, and you are reading scriptures, you are reading books, you are being intentional about it. The Bible says that godliness does not just come, you train to be godly. I, I believe it's first Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, if I'm not mistaken. Godliness it comes by training. As I got Mr. T, macho man Mr. T, where he didn't do he didn't breathe macho into his hand. Oh I'm telling you something. He didn't breathe macho into his hand. He was training. Let's go there. But we all no 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 no. First Timothy 4 6. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourishing the words of faith and of good doctrine. Let's look New Living Translation. Very good. That's it, that's, that's it, that's it. If you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Jesus Christ, one who is nourished by the message of faith and good teaching. Verse 7, verse 7. Yes, do not waste time arguing over godly, uh, godless ideas and old wives' uh, tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Godliness it comes by training. So you sit down, you hold the Bible. Holy Spirit, my body, the Bible teaches me in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 16, that this body is a temple. It's your temple. You dwell in it. Father Lord God, I cannot have anger and you in the same heart. I cannot have backbiting, selfishness, greed and you in this heart. Plunge it from my heart. I want to reflect. I want to be like you. I want to be more like you. I want to, 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 to I want to reflect you in all my dealings. I want to be a better representative of the kingdom of God. And you are praying this in that you'll be surprised. The word of God is light though. It's a sword. It will cut the thing. That's deliverance. A lot of people are very eager to go to a man, a man of God and be praying Deliverance prayers for them. Some of these things, just by praying these prayers, oh, you'll be cut off it. I'm telling you, baby, I'm telling you. Some of the things that you are struggling with, just by praying the purity of that prayers of that would separate you from iniquity. Ah, it will cut it. I want you to lift up your hand and look, gaze, keep your eye on the master and say, Father, help me keep this heart pure for your glory. So the things that you have called me to do, I will enjoy it.
transform it. He said, You, Master Holy Spirit, take it. Conform it to yours. To yours. Oh Lord. This is a prayer you can pray in the secret place. You have a place where I love to sit on the floor. I have my secret place on the floor. Very uncomfortable. And I sing such songs to him. Father, take my heart and mold it. Take my mind, transform it. Take my will, conform it. Come on. Take my will, conform it. Oh, to yours. To yours. Oh, Lord. This is a prayer. Oh, take my heart. Take my heart. Come on, sing it, sing it, sing it prayerfully. Come on, sing it prayerfully. Imagine yourself before the Lord and, and tell him, Father, take my heart. Transform it. Oh, take my will. Conform it. Oh, to yours. Ah, this is true deliverance. This is true deliverance, people of God. This is true deliverance. Take my heart. And mold it. There is anger in my heart. There is greed in my heart. There is selfishness in my heart. Ah, there is lies in my heart. Take my heart, mold it. Take my mind, transform it. Take my will, conform it to yours, Lord. Oh, to yours. To yours. One more time, one more time. Just the people of God. Take my heart. Speaking directly to the Holy Spirit. This is an attribute of coming to Him. Sweet Holy Spirit. My Master, you know I would not lie. You know this is a prayer I'm always praying. Let this heart be blameless before you. Let this heart be blameless before you. I pray for the people of God who have gathered in this service. This is the word that you had for us. This is the word that you had for us from, from Edem to Reverend Dela to all the message that you have given to us today is about the asset of the heart as believers. With the purity of our heart, it begins from the place of staying. The watchman's reconfigured heart. In the place of stay. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.